Do you have this strong intuitive feeling that you are just destined to build a business and a life that stands out amongst the rest, but you just don't know how to get there? I feel you. I've been there and I can see that you are another fellow flamingo just waiting to take flight. My name is Megan Shallow, social media guru and founder of VNL Media Consulting, and this is exactly what I have done through building my own beautiful empire that has become a unicorn in the social media management world, as well as a safe space for entrepreneurs to feel empowered with their digital marketing. All of this was founded on the basis of three magical words, breathe, nourish, and love. Are you ready to learn how to be that entrepreneur who shows up online and offline with confidence, has a business that makes an impact in this world, and lives a life full of connection, love, prosperity, and joy? If the answer is yes, then let's go. Okay, we are back, and we are going to start part two of how BNL came to be. And I'm breaking it down into these different sections because each section has its own importance and little details. And I just want to make sure I cover them all because without them, I seriously would not be able to describe how BNL began and you'd get so lost that the magic would probably not be so magical. So this section <laughs> is all about when I met what I referred to him at the time was my millionaire mentor. Um, he sent me a DM as soon as I basically got back into my hometown um, or the, the town that I was living in, in Kelowna, BC, and asked me out for tea. And I didn't know who this guy was. His Instagram was pretty like not transparent, looked nice enough. And I recognized him from the gym that I had worked at. And so I met him at a coffee shop I had never been to before. And we sat down for tea and he got out some paper and he just started writing. And he asked me a few questions that really I was not prepared for. But funny enough, I still have the papers to this day and I will never get rid of them. And I'm going to share them with you. So... Hold on one moment, hold on tight and start to listen because I hope that you take these questions and these thoughts that he put on the table for me and you ask yourself the same questions. So I could tell that he was noticing from the very beginning that I was lost. He asked a few questions that he wasn't writing down anything. He still had his pen and paper out and he ripped out a few pages for me to answer on the pages too. And he, he could, he was very intuitive. I I could tell you that much. Every time he looked at me, I could see that he could see right through all of my facades of being confident, um, in what I was doing, which I had no idea. And he could see that I just knew I was meant for something bigger. He saw the potential in myself that I did not quite see yet. And so before anything else, he asked me why, Am I holding myself back from being exactly who I want to be? And that was a really big question for me. No one had asked that to me before in university. I was really good at blending in. I stood out with my grades and I definitely was really involved in the school, but I had never been asked that deep of a question, especially from someone that I had only just met. (laughs) And my answers were really interesting. And I look at them now and I can see how far I've come because of these questions that he asked me. And for me, 
I had five things that were holding me back a lot from receiving the success that I knew I was meant to have. And one was witnessing relationships in my own personal history struggle with money, with finances, which is money, I guess, um, with life, with growing and having children. Like the struggle just felt so real to watch all of the people that I loved the most struggle so much that for me, there was a piece of that that really had me not thinking I could move forward without struggle. And I still recognize this in my my life today where I'll move towards struggle because it feels more normal um, than success. So that was a big one. Two, negative social factors. If I felt like if I was too successful, I wouldn't have as many friends. I wouldn't be liked as much. Um, there's a fear of criticism there because like, who do I think I am? to become this successful human being that wants to be a millionaire and that wants, I mean, now like you have to be a millionaire and like I was so scared and the fear still creeps up. It's not as strong anymore, but I was still so scared of what that would look like and how that would impact my future. Like, would I get married if I was too successful? Because we watch videos all the time, movies all the time of successful women that are alone. And so all of these questions like about that, I was just like, oh, like what that when that came up, it was pretty intense. And I can even feel it now in my throat and my heart um, of how intense that feeling and that fear really is. And then three, one that was holding me back is, if my parents didn't have it, I don't know how I'll be able to have it. And that was a big one for me. And I love my parents so much. They're amazing. They did so much for my sister and I. And it's just so interesting to see that come up. And obviously, when he made me read these out loud to him, this stranger that I had never met before, that I assumed he was a millionaire only because he drove a fancier car than me. So I didn't really know if he was actually a millionaire. Um, but I think it was a blue Mustang. And that was a fancy car for me. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was just bawling my eyes out at this point. We were only on number three. <laughs> and four, uh, fear of success, a belief that money is hard to come by. We grow up in an age where our parents did have to work very hard to make the money that they needed in order to provide the life that they wanted for themselves and their children. And that was very common. The world that we live in today is very much similar, different, totally different world. But there is that fear of success because that belief that money is hard to come by is so real. And there are moments when I find myself within my business still in that space. And we will dive into that. We will talk about that. But right now, that's as far as we need to go. Um, and then five, why am I holding myself back? I'm not sure if I trust this will happen for me. But if I learn to express myself in a powerful and loving manner, maybe it will. And that didn't quite answer the question, but it's pretty powerful. Um, I'll read that again. 
I trust this will happen for me as I learn to express myself in a powerful and loving manner. And that's hitting home pretty darn hard right now as I'm talking into a microphone by myself and knowing that others are going to be listening to this and really getting to know who Megan is of BNL on a level that most people do not know unless they listen to this podcast. <laughs> and maybe my sister knows all this, but that's it. And so overall, he's like, okay, write a statement of what it is that overarching is not allowing you to move towards a life that you really, really want. And I came up to the, with this answer of, I will never get what I truly deserve if I keep holding on to what I am supposed to let go of. Ah, anyone else like write words of wisdom and look back later and just like wonder where that's coming from? And let's remember, I was straight off of a flight from Thailand at this point, had done four weeks in Thailand of yoga, Ashtanga yoga. My spirit was so free. My heart was so open and my intuition was on fire. And when I'm in that place, the words that come through from what feels like somewhere outside of myself um, can be pretty powerful. I'm really excited to share all of that with you. And so... After he got me crying, then we started looking at the numbers. And so this coffee date, by the way, lasted like four hours. <laughs> and I had no other plans that day because I wasn't working. <laughs> and I didn't have a job at that point. I was just waiting to get back to my other jobs. And I was enjoying a few a few weeks of not being um, doing anything. And so he started outlining numbers. And he was like, okay, like if you want to make 60K a year, then progress to 100K and then times that by 60K. So you're pulling in like, I'm trying to do math right now, but I don't know, $6 million. At the end of the day, he's like, as your awareness and self-worth grows, so will your income. And I was like, huh, okay. And then he drew this diagram and I still have it it's right here. I see it in his writing and it's just so funny. Um, and we dove into like what that means and how, how I need to be able to do that. And then we went back to our questions and he asked me, so what do you want? And I realized now he was helping me do an awareness and self-worth practice. And so things that I wanted to provide me clarity and in everything. And it seemed pretty it doesn't, it's not over the top. And so for me, I want fulfilling relationships in my life. And at that time, I didn't really feel like I had any. Um, I had met so many amazing people traveling. My family was so far away in the lower mainland. And I knew people in Kelowna. I knew a lot of people, but I just felt like I didn't know the people who understood me. And so it was pretty lonely. Uh, that feeling of knowing so many people and feeling lonely is one of the worst feelings anyone can ever have. And that's kind of what I was feeling in my 20, 24, 25, even creeping into 26 uh, when I was living in Kelowna. And so that was number one. I want fulfilling relationships in my life. Number two, I want a sustainable, healthy, well-balanced lifestyle. It's not a lot to ask, but it was so important to me and I didn't have it. I want a home on the lake in the Okanagan. Now, 
I have not owned a home on the lake in the Okanagan yet, but I did live on the lake for two years and it was magical. And one day I am sure it will happen again. I want to be financially secure and I want a family with two kids, preferably twins. Apparently that's something that I just really want to put out into the universe. For those that don't know, I have a twin sister. I think it would be really cool if we had twins. If I had twins, she had twins. It would be great, but we're identical twins. So it's by chance. Just a fun fact. So these things are what I wanted four or five years ago. There are some things on this list that I'm still working on uh, moving towards. But at the, for the most part, some of this has really come to fruition. But these questions really opened my mind to manifesting that. And he made sure that I wrote these properly um, so that I wasn't putting any negatives in here. I was really focusing on the positives and I had never really done a practice like that before. So he asked me these inquisitive questions. He probably cried a couple times. This millionaire mentor of mine saw me cry a few times because he just always knew what questions to ask. And then he started diving into the money and breaking down of like how to organize your, my money every month and what I need to do to break down at like how much goes into each, um, into each bank account. And it was interesting. And I'm going to share this with you. He's, he recommended having six accounts, which I still have not followed his instructions to this day, but I was very resistant to all his instructions and he knew it too. So, uh, I know I'm moving towards it and I'm definitely like looking at this now and I'm like, I'm going to get on my bank account and do this right away five years later. But he recommended, and get your piece of paper down so you can write this down too, or get a piece of paper so you can write this down too. Have six accounts. 55% of everything that comes into your bank account goes to expenses. 10% goes to financial freedom account. So whatever that means for you. And then 10% goes to a long-term savings for spending, like on bigger stuff. Another 10% goes to education, always continuing your education, something that aligns with you. It doesn't necessarily have to be university, but always continuing to learn and challenge your brain is so key in order to build your wealth. Fun fact, 10% goes to play. So you have to play. And that's the hardest one for me. And if he ever listens to this, but who knows, um, I hope he sends me a message and <laughs> And says, hi, uh, I haven't heard from him in, in a couple of years. He goes off the grid a lot. And so 10% goes to play and then 5% goes to give. So the key with building wealth, as he shared, is that you have to give freely. You have to freely give your money to anyone who you deem in need. So you have to give a certain amount, whether it's 5%. I mean, you can do more, but... 5% is a healthy number of every time that paycheck comes in, you give 5% away so that the energy flow continues to move in a really healthy energetic cycle. And that one was really interesting to me. The play and give was really interesting because I had grown up learning that you just save, 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 save. And then maybe you get to play like once a year, like big play but it was always like holding on to like the pocket money and making sure to saving a lot and not spending it all at once and all of those things. And so this breakdown for me really helped me 
start to see how important it was to to move my money around freely to a certain extent, but also have structure. And so creating these structures and simplifying a, um, a plan he said would help my wealth and money and finances have always been like a really big trigger for me. I don't know why. I mean, I probably do know why, but we won't go into it in the podcast right now. Maybe when I'm a little bit more comfortable, uh, but it is something that can be really triggering as an entrepreneur and as a human being in general, especially in the world that we live in. And so he broke it all down and he's like, well, if you make 5,000 a month, here's what goes into which account. And he just started breaking down these numbers. And I had never watched someone do this before. No one had ever really sat me down and talked about how to build my wealth. Rather, like I've always just been taught how to save. So given what I've got, save what you have versus if you move your money in these directions, you'll actually make more money. And so this practice was the beginning of a, a really big like movement for me um, and a huge shift internally. So after we did all this, after I had cried, after we had had a few more deep conversations, he was like, all right, we're going to Chapters, which is a bookstore here in Canada. And he took me to Chapters and he, he bought me three books. He bought me one that was called The Magic. And then he bought me The Daily Teachings of The Secret. And he bought me this book about website development and search engine optimization. And then he told me, he's like, you need to get into digital marketing. And my first question was, what's that? And I had no idea. I have a background in working with children, teenagers. I worked with the YMCA and did a summer work student exchange program with wonderful women from Quebec. I was coaching swimming um, at the local swimming pool for the summer club, uh, coaching and lifeguard. I've lifeguarded before. I was working at the gym. Like I've always worked with people and I never knew anything about really online making money online or making money through the digital world. I always knew you help people and you could get paid for it. And so when he's like, yeah, you need to get into digital marketing, but you're going to need this book and you're going to need to start building a blog. So figure out a name. And that was it. And then he gave me my books. He, we said goodbye and, and that was it. And then I went home And I was just like, what happened? And of course, I called my sister and I told her, I'm like, I have to start a blog and uh, we need to figure out a name. And so we sat on the phone and then we are going to leave that there until next time when we share how the blog started, what the name became, and how I learned how to become a digital marketer at the young age of 25 by this point. And I look forward to sharing with you then. So with that, I shall leave you with hopefully some inspiration and some excitement on looking at how your money can grow for you. Maybe even taking some of these breakdowns of how you can move your expenses around some book recommendations, highly recommend the magic. If you have never done the 28 day gratitude practice that the magic provides, I highly recommend. 
it was a life changer for me in so many ways, and it manifested a lot of beautiful things into my life. But with all in all, if you just got something out of this episode, I really cannot wait to connect with you on social media. Feel free to send me a message. You know where to find me at BNL Social. And I cannot wait to share with you how I learned how to build a blog, build a community, and kicked off what I didn't know at the time was going to be the beginning of BNL Media Consulting. Have a beautiful day. And I hope you shine as bright as you are, you can and keep standing out amongst the crowd because you are going to go far. Have a beautiful day, everyone. See you later. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Fly Flamingo Fly with VNL. We are so grateful you stopped by and we hope that something from today's conversation ignited the inspiration you were looking for so that you can keep moving forward towards the life of your dreams. This podcast was produced by BNL Media Consulting with the amazing help of Podigy Podcasts. We'd love to hear your takeaways from this episode, so be sure to leave us a review as well as give us a follow on Instagram at BNL Social. If you need any help with your social media marketing, feel free to visit our website at www.bnlmediaconsulting.com and we would be more than happy to support you. We hope you have an amazing day and we cannot wait to connect with you again next time. Have a good one, everyone.